Nation is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Lord, Pat and AJ Podcast. Good, you finally got a record deal? Sweet. No, the line is actually, I finally got out of my record deal. Oh. Isn't it okay. funny? And maybe, you know, I listen to music, I think, differently than most people, but a lot like other people. Every artist has that trajectory, no matter who they are. Their early music is all about them trying to get a deal. And then their later music is all about them trying to get out of their deal. Trying to get out of their record deal, yeah. There's never no, like a, true. There's never like a happy ending where they just retire and they get a 401k. And they're like, hey, that was a good 30 years at, at Joe's record company. And now it's time to go to Palm Springs, California. You never hear that. But I enjoy the material that comes out of the angst and the drive. Hello. Welcome. It is episode 16 of the Pat and AJ podcast. AJ, I'm watching our, I'm watching our snake over here. Yeah, I was going to say, tonight. AJ is intently, as we record from two different places, I can still see her on FaceTime, and she's intently watching something. What is in, what's entertaining it's our, you? It's our snake. He's, he's out at night, and I'm not usually down here at night, so I never get to see him like active. And man, oh man, mark the day and time. He's kind of cute. He is kind of cute. Listen, we all know that she's been... Um, She's been growing fond of our snake, but she's been forced to. This is, again, why sometimes you have to just face your fears in life. Because since I've been gone, she has had to fill up his water bowl, and now he shed. There's two kind of sheds all my snake owners know about. There's the perfect shed that is one piece. You take it out. You look at it. You're like, look at this. It's so neat. And then there's the humidity is off. Shedapalooza with little shards everywhere, and she got Shedapalooza. Yeah, I got shards. There's shards everywhere. And I mean, to clean up that mess is a huge pain. It is. It is. It is. Um, I did get in there yesterday, though, during the day while he was sleeping, um, and I picked out some of the uh, some of the skin. That sounds disgusting with the big, gross <laughs> reptile tweezers. Um, but he, he, I mean, he didn't move hold on, a muscle. Hold on, You used the tweezers. You didn't put your hand in there? No, I didn't put my hand oh in there. Oh, my goodness. Okay, hold on. I may have to reel back all those compliments. See, I thought you would. Oh, no, 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 no. Just because it's not the way you would do oh, it boy. doesn't mean I didn't do it. That's a labor-intensive okay? way. You don't, you don't understand what she just revealed to us right now. It's like if I dumped a bag of rice on the floor and then I gave you tweezers and I said, hey, pick it up. That's the method you're using. That's the kind of methodical precision it would take. Hey, more power to you. Again, she's slowly interacting more. And as we all heard on this date and time, she called him cute as he slithers around his uh, his aquarium, his tank. He is kind of cute. I'm looking at him. I was watching the cat interact with him the other day. Our cat will sit there for hours yeah, and just friends. stare at him. And yeah. he'll uh, he'll paw at the, uh, at the aquarium. And uh, it's... 
It's kind of adorable, and he's kind of cute. He's kind of just hanging Boy. out, slithering around right now. I want man, his water looks dry. I can't believe how fast his water evaporates. That's ridiculous. He needs humidity. Um, this is the wrong environment, then. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it is the wrong. There's time one of thing year. we don't have in March in Michigan is humidity. Exactly. Hey, it's episode 16 of the Pat and AJ podcast. Whether you're new or Someone who's been with us from the beginning of time, which is when George W. Bush was president. Do you do you realize that when we started this How show? How many presidents? Yeah. W. was still calling the shots. Holy balls. That's a long time ago. So, hello. How are you? I'm well. Oh, he just yawned. He yawned. I've never seen him yawn before. See, this is why we could never have oh a studio. Oh, my God. Is that cute? A studio animal because these these yes he yawns he's a snake he yawned that was so freaking yeah. cute oh my god was that the cutest thing ever there you go <laughs> a girl and her snake everybody oh, it feels good the good news with Pat and AJ the good news today is from Saginaw this is about Josh Wilkins he's a senior at Heritage High School. And he's also a medical academy student at the Saginaw Career Complex. I'm, I'm really glad that they are giving high schoolers the opportunity to start exploring their careers before they go to college. Absolutely. Um, always just seemed like such a waste of wasted time, at least for me personally, when I was in high school. I think we, we could have all been looking forward to our career, and that's what he does. Um, he's a medical academy student. And he was on his way to visit his girlfriend when he saw a woman curled up on the curb he checked and she had no pulse and was not breathing so he jumped into action using what he learned from his experience at the Saginaw Career Complex's medical academy um, he had the training and he didn't panic he performed CPR and rescue breaths until EMTs arrived on the scene he wants to be a surgeon that's what he wants to go to school for and that was the first life he saved his mom and community are so proud. His mom says, I'm so full of pride. I'm proud of him. I just want to shout it from the mountaintops. His rescues just spread like wildfire over social media. Um, people have been commenting nonstop. Great job. That's amazing. And um, he definitely says now he knows he wants to be a surgeon. He wants to be a cardiac surgeon more specifically. But he said, I wanted to be a surgeon for about two or three years now. He's going to go to Delta College and then transfer to U of M. Um, but he said, you know, we need to talk about these things because they need those stories of kindness and hope. I mean, he, he 17 years old, 17 years old, didn't panic, saw this woman curled up on the curb, performed CPR, waited till EMTs got there and saved her life. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, you train for certain situations and uh, until they actually happen, you never know how you're going to react, right? And uh, I, I, I think he's on the right career path then uh, to be a surgeon. If this is his first at bat when it comes to working under pressure. Good news is up at patandaj.com. You guys make me feel good. Spread the good news now at patandaj.com. So have you been keeping up? This is a stupid question because I know the answer. Have you been keeping up with this Meghan Markle, Prince Harry thing at all? Well, I mean, in a general sense, obviously I know that they um, that they quit. They quit their jobs. They said, I quit being fancy. And they went to Canada. And now they're going to California so really, they're in the, California. They're in California. So really, they're more just like really cool people wandering the world. 
Um, and now they're doing what everyone does, which is go to Oprah to tell their story because they have the internet, right? It's the Oprah. It, where does that yeah. air? Who the fuck does Oprah work for? Like it used to be on the Oprah show. Oprah works for network. Oprah. Oprah okay. works for Oprah. She's always worked for Oprah. Right. She is Oprah Inc. is what okay. she is. Okay. So so I don't know exactly where it's going to be, but I am very aware that, yes, there's a big interview. It's the first, like, non-royalty. They can kind of speak without someone looking over their shoulder yeah. um, interview. And I guess we're all waiting for Meghan Markle to, to go full-blown America to, on everyone's yeah, asses. To, to shit-talk the royal family yeah, in the most like, American like way possible. We're basically waiting for, for it to be like, so, Megan, how was it? And we want her to be like, Queen's a bitch! I mean, that's really <laughs> what we want. It's not going to happen, but it seems like that's no. what, we're, what we're gearing up for. So... I wasn't really planning on watching the interview. I mean, it's just not something I think I'd sit down with like a bowl of popcorn. Like, I feel like the next morning, the best stuff will be on YouTube and that's all I need. Very um, much like I'll, I'll get the clips. Give me the clips. Yeah, that's all I need. I don't really sit down and watch extended interviews and stuff, but it was interesting because I can't remember if it was today or yesterday, a story came out from Buckingham Palace, very well-timed on their part, mm. um, about how... Some palace aides that had worked for Meghan and Harry when they were part of the royal family had actually quit their jobs because Meghan was a bully. Oh. And there were actual like HR documents filed where people the said queen like has, she, hold on. The royal family has an HR department. That, oh, shocks, yeah. that shocks me more because um, I'm pretty sure Prince Charles um, was doing all types of non HR worthy things on the royal grounds. You know what the funny part is, I think, is that the queen is the only person in that family who doesn't need, like, PR. <laughs> everybody everybody else fucks it up for her. Like, Prince okay. Andrew and this Jeffrey Epstein thing. But, like, you know. <laughs> Boy, like, yeah, see, you know what? Actually, now I do believe they do need an HR department. Yes. I'm glad they have an HR department I'm, now. Yes. I'm also quite floored that that story has gotten buried by Meghan yeah. and Harry. Nice job, guys. If, if I was Meghan Markle, that's all I would talk about in the entire interview. They'd be like, how are you? <laughs> I'd be like, great, now that Jeffrey Epstein's dead and Prince right. Philip can no longer be with him. Like, that's, that's what I would say it every time they ask be anything i'd lead with that so um yeah this story came out and and again it's total it's 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 wonderful timing on the part of the palace because they're just trying to direct attention away from this oprah interview because they know they're gonna get shit talked they're very well aware of it yeah, yeah um but it's been interesting watching the um the the reaction online and I've come to the conclusion, and I'll, I can be the asshole. It's fine if you want to call me an asshole for this. Mm-hmm. I do think the royal family. I mean, they are an institution. They are trying to protect themselves. I yeah. do think they. I do think they ran her out of there. I really do. Yeah. I don't. I'm not saying that they are blameless because they are very much to blame. But I just have a sneaking suspicion that maybe Meghan Markle is part of her own problem. And I, I feel bad for these these palace aides that, that quit a couple of years ago because she was a quote-unquote bully. And now the palace has released their story two days before the interview. And everybody's calling them liars. And I'm like, well, maybe they aren't. Like... It just, I don't know. I, I just, I just have this sneaking suspicion okay. that maybe she's part of her own problem. Two, two questions. And one, we do not know the answer of, so I'll pose that one first. One, some aides quit because she was essentially not a nice person. 
Yeah, they said she was difficult back then. I now would, they're saying she's a bully. I would like to know how many aides over the period of time have quit. Is this out of the ordinary? Like, like, is this a big to do, or have people for years been like bollocks and they quit and they walk away? So, from what I've read, unless they leave, wow, you actually know the answer. I thought that was a total like theoretic. And look at AJ. Well, no, AJ's because an expert. She's like, I know this was in one of the articles because somebody actually asked that. They're like, how often yeah. do these people quit? Um, not often, apparently. A lot of these people stay for their entire life because they get free room and board. They get treated okay. really well. It's also, you know, it's a pretty awesome okay. thing to say I work for the royal family. So, barring any sort of, okay. um, of, of you know, fighting or anything like that, it seems like most people stay for a long time. Okay, because that's like when people who don't really know how our government works uh, freak out when they're like, ooh, this co- communication director quit. And I'm like, you know... Usually they quit every six to nine months, like sometimes when people talk out of pocket. So, okay, so this is out of, out of ordinary. We know that now. Here's my second question. What else does she have that you can quickly summarize that feeds into the she's part of her own problem? Like, what are the other like key moments you say, well, she showed her stripes then and this reinforces it. What do you think she's done? Um, I don't, it's, I don't have like a shit list on Meghan Markle. Like, okay, so, 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 so that's, so based off this one incident, you're saying, eh, maybe she's a little bit of her own problem. She's a diva. I, I don't know if I'd call her a diva. Maybe she's, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I feel bad for the, the palace aides that quit because they're being called liars now. And this happened a couple of years ago, like before the Oprah interview. It's not like this just happened because of the Oprah interview. This happened a couple of years ago. Well, yeah, but the problem is now they're pawns in a much bigger game. You know, I yeah. mean, that that's like that's the hard part is this is like when the tobacco industry used to fund their own research. And then they'd go, hey, our research shows that a pack of Marlboros a day does your body good. It's good for you. <laughs> And everyone looks at it like, I don't know about that. And so as the palace, what do I call them? The kingdom? The queen? I don't know. They call them- The royal uh, what family. Did, what did she call them in the interview? She called them the firm. The firm. Okay, the, the that's firm. what they're called is the firm. Okay. So with the firm. Now it makes me want to watch that movie, The Firm. That's with Tom why I Cruise. have a hard time saying it because all I think of is a Tom Cruise movie. I'm like, that's I mean, a Tom Cruise movie. Is anyone really going to trust anything that comes from them? No, because, they won't. Because they're looking out for themselves. They are you know, absolutely because they are a because they're a monarchy, which is one of the most outdated things you could possibly have in this day and age. And people, I mean. People seem to be catching on a little bit. Like, I've seen a lot of people say, you know, after the queen, we should be done. I don't know why we fund this family anymore. We don't need them. They're figureheads and all this stuff. Um, but so you're right. No, they have they have everything to lose if they don't stick up for themselves. And again, I'm not saying they're blameless. I think yeah. they are very protective of their image. And now this is weird because you and I've always said this and you'll admit that you and your mom, and your sister, you guys like the royal family. You're kind of fascinated by it. You guys love Diana. Your mom loved. I mean, loved Princess Diana. I'm, I think I've always just been more fascinated that um, an, an royal family can exist yeah. In these times. And so how does that work? So I was shocked that you 
aren't happy about this because this is like the most badass American invasion into a royal family than we could have ever planned. Like we sent over our little biracial princess from America and snagged the one son who probably isn't really fathered by Prince Charles. Ooh, yeah, that's a tough one, man. <laughs> that's that's a conspiracy theory <laughs> rabbit hole you do not want to fall down. And, you know, we got our way in, and then they tried to be jerks to her, and instead of taking it, well, she did the same thing that it sounds like her mother-in-law did, which was, in the words of Fleetwood Mac, shout out to George McIntyre, you can go your own way. And that's what Diana did, and that's what these two did. So I thought you would embrace this as, like, the most awesome American way of snagging a piece of the firm and bringing it back home. I don't have any ill will against her. I just can't help but wonder if, you know, I, I'm I'm also of the 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 mindset of... If you want, like, good for you. You got, you know, Prince Harry is not close to the throne. I'm pretty sure his brother's no, kids yeah. are all ahead of him. Yeah, so, he is like way, way down. He is that, yeah. that. Listen, that's why Harry, for the longest time, besides not really being DNA linked to the crown, um, stop you know, it. Harry has been the one who has had all the missteps. He's partying naked in Vegas. He got photographed dressed up like a Nazi like before. A Nazi. Like he is. I, the can f- I just say, by the way, I'm surprised that. That went away as fast as oh, it did because that like, was oh my god <laughs> i mean you know he is clearly like he knows he is nowhere near the top of this hierarchy so he's like i'm doing me and yeah. he is living his best life and you know what to be honest for a dude who lost his mother for whatever reason you know at the moment we all this and that but i mean his mom he lost his mom to the public eye he yeah. lost his mom her life her everything he's had the, a vendetta since he was 12 years old absolutely yeah. so i it, it, it does not shock me that the second he gets married and now they start having kids that he just goes you know what fuck this and packs up and they head to canada then they realize canada kind of sucks and they go to california california is a much more fun than uh canada well, and again, I don't bemoan him for doing that at all. My only confusion is because he has every right to do it. You know, get the hell out. You can. You guys have more money than any of us will ever see in our lifetime. So go hide, like do your own thing. But that's where I think my beef comes in is if you keep speaking out like to Oprah, the royal family will keep coming after you. They will never let it sit. So I feel like, okay, well, if you want privacy, and I understand they just want control over their own story, yeah. but they're never going to have it. They've already lost part of it this week when the palace released those documents about how people quit because they said Megan was a bully. You just have to, I understand you want to tell your own story, but you got to sit back, live in your mansion and say nothing. Otherwise, this will never end. You know, I'm going to get real American on you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get real 1776. You're going to go all American on my ass? Bring me your hungry. Bring me your tired. <laughs> come, Harry. Come. We'll allow you to be a jackass, and we'll forgive you. We're a forgiving society. We allow people to be total assholes in many different ways, uh, and, and, and we'll come back. Nazi, we'll forgive you for being a Nazi. Hey, we forgave Mel Gibson for hating all the Jews, okay? Remember that? Yeah. So listen, come, come, bring bring our princess back. Live your life out in California. They've got weed shops and surfing. What more do you need? Pat and AJ. Pat and AJ. Pat and Podcast AJ. from Paradise. 
Yeah, I don't know. I've just been watching um, seasons of Survivor because, you know, I have no friends. I have nothing to do. So I have a nice block of time every night where I'm like, hmm, all my friends are asleep already. What made you choose Survivor out of well, curiosity? I, I, we watched Ink Master at home right before I left, right? Yeah. So we were doing Ink Master, so I don't want to watch any more of those because I figure we'll watch those one day when me and you are both in, under the same roof. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, and then after that, we decided. Somebody asked me about RuPaul's Drag Race. They're like, have you been watching it? And I said, uh, no, because we can't watch it together. So we're not watching it at all. Exactly. So basically, I said, all right, give me like a dumb reality show to watch while I'm eating. Basically, that's what I want. I want a show to watch while I'm stuffing my gullet and then while I'm tired from eating. So are they still making new seasons of Survivor? Absolutely, they are. I chose to go, I watched one season of Hell's Kitchen, and then I just decided to jump into Survivor, and there's so many damn seasons, and I've watched a couple by now, and it's hard, because if you're jumping around, you gotta make sure you don't watch any of the all-star ones, or like, the latest one is the 40th season, and it's 40 winners fight for it all, and I can't watch it, because if I do, I'll know the winner of every season ever, but I heard that one is really good. I have a mission. It's like the Blues Brothers. You ever seen that movie? Yeah, on a mission from God. You get hit. Do you see the light? I have a new mission in life. I want to become the first medicated person on Survivor. Okay? Now explain this because I actually looked this up. Uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago because it is something I have thought about as well. Um, whether or not you can bring medication on these reality shows and not just Survivor. Like I was watching um, Alone. I've already forgotten which streaming service it's on. That's how much TV I've watched so in the much. pandemic. So much. I literally, I cannot remember which platform. It was, it was on a few of them anyways. Um, but I'm like, that would be so cool. And in no way, shape or form am I qualified to go on that show. And I think we all know that, but you still think about what it would be like. Yeah. To be on that show. And my first thought was, well, if I can't bring my Prozac, then forget it. <laughs> and then I wondered how they do it on survival shows. Because I'm sure on like Big Brother and stuff, it's not a big deal to bring your Prozac with you and your birth control. But when you're doing survival shows like Alone and like Survivor, do they allow them to bring medication onto the island? So now I will lead with this. I, a few times in my life, worked for reality TV show productions, once on camera, once in casting. And when I was involved in casting, I'll never forget what they told us. When we were doing a huge cattle call for, um, what was the one with uh, Howie Mandel? What was it? The deal? Deal or no deal? Oh, deal or no deal. Yeah. Deal or no deal. And they said, we want characters. And this is not politically correct, but listen, this is Hollywood, baby. They said, we want characters and not crazy. And yep. they said, there's a fine line. And they also tell you other things like they don't want charity cases. So, by the way, if you go to a reality show and they ask you, what would you do with the money? Don't give them a very charitable answer. They want grandiose, huge ideas. Well, not- not just charitable, but like, you know, it sucks if you have, you know, a, a family member who has medical bills yeah, because they, they had cancer. It. They don't want to hear they it. They don't no. want to hear it because no. because then it becomes a, a competition no. on whose sob story is yeah. worse and they don't want no. that. Say something so nutty. Ma- make something else. Make something I up. I want to have my own baked potato food truck 
and this yeah. money would allow me to become the number one baked potato food truck in West Idaho. That's what even you if want. you're gonna, even if you're gonna use your winnings to pay off medical bills from cancer, tell them you want to buy a food truck instead. So with that being out there, right? We already know we're casting for a very certain kind of person that. To be honest, people want to watch on TV because this is entertainment. That's what it's really all about. And as I'm watching all the Survivor, you always see the inevitable uh, psychological mental breakdown. And that's when it kind of hit me where I said, is anyone on this show medicated? Because there are hundreds of thousands of Americans every day that take some sort of medication that is uh, somehow dealing with their mood, whether it be basic SSRI antidepressants to anti-anxiety drugs to all types of stuff. I got both of those. (laughs) As I'm watching the folks that have those psychological breakdowns, I go, I wonder, like, can you take your meds? And that's when I started thinking like, well, that sucks because like, I would love to be on Survivor, but I could never detox off my antidepressants and then put myself in the most stressful 40 days you can ever imagine. I'm like, it's a recipe for disaster and it's not good for my mental health. But I'm like, it's been so long. The show's been on. The tide has turned on mental health. Like, I know that they've rooted out people before. I know it. Okay. You can go and Google it all. And it basically they say it, but they don't say it. You'll never get on the show if you're on medication. It, it seems that way. Psycho- it reminds me of, remember when I did, um, I did an endorsement for Gold's Gym at my very first radio station yeah. and they wanted me to look like a bikini model, which I, I never have. It's not like, you know, having a kid destroyed my body. I didn't look like that before, but they dropped me when they found out that I was recovering from an eating disorder. They pushed me so far away. They're like, we do not want that to be the face of Gold's Gym. And they like, I mean, they cut off all contact with me. And that was like 2007, 2008. So that's not that long ago. And you're right. The tide has changed on mental health. And I think, can you imagine the backlash if people found out that they were purposely not allowing contestants to well, take their listen. required medication just to get a better reaction out of them well, on camera. Yeah, but like here's the thing. Um they'll never do that, but they're also never going to cast someone who gets to the point to where you cuz you do have to talk to a, a psychiatrist and a psychological team which is safe cuz really a show like that is not for everyone. No. And I get you got to make sure you don't have someone who's, you know, not stable out there. So they've never allowed them to. But I just wonder if you used it. And this sounds terrible. But if I used it as my hook, like everyone's got yeah. their hook. Like Rudy. Rudy was the old guy, right? Rudy was the old veteran, the old Navy guy. Like, I'm going to show you how the old guys can do it. And Rupert was the hippie. That's the season I'm watching now. Rupert was the hippie. Everyone has a hook. So could my hook be? Hey, I'm a little off kilter, but aren't we all? But I deal with it, and here's how. And I want to show that with proper medication, you too can do anything, even compete on Survivor. So what are the rules? Because I know we both Googled it, and it seems like there are different answers on whether or not you can actually bring your medication with you. It's like everything else. It's going to cut, because, and I'm going to use this analogy because me and you are doing the real estate thing right now. If you want to get out of your offer contract, you can get out of it. 
Yeah. You can you can look at a house, put down some money, and then after a day or two go, I don't know, and say, you know what? Um, I didn't know this was a brick wall. I don't like brick walls. <laughs> I wanted it to be a wood wall. And then you're out of the contract. It's the exact same thing where if you have someone who's a great character and they're pushing them through and casting, and then they get to the point of, oh, shit. Oh, what are they on? Oh, fuck that. Okay, they're they're done. Tell them it's, I don't know, we have enough white guys in their 40s. Okay, so like they'll find a reason to not cast you. That's what I'm saying. Because I've yeah. been doing, I've done the casting process. Granted, the very earliest phase, but if you couldn't get past me, you weren't going to get to the guy behind me. You're not going to get to the producers, yeah. And I'm just trying to feel if now's the time that one, they would do it. And two, is it something I could do? Because that's what I said holds me back. Like I watch that show and I go, man, I feel like I'd be so great. But I'm like, I take my 40 milligrams every day and it keeps me going. It keeps me centered. Let me tell you, Pat and I have had this discussion in the past and we can talk about it now because it's out in the cat's out of the bag that he went to school for his master's degree in social work. We couldn't talk about that for a year and a half because we were afraid we'd get fired. Spoiler alert, they fired us anyway. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but right when he started school, Pat was saying, because his mom had just passed away and he said, I think I'm good now. I'm going to go off my meds. And it was like his goal to get off his meds. And I kept saying like, okay, well, I'm not going to tell you not to, but I just feel like you going back to school for a master's degree is a huge life change. And maybe this isn't the best time to wean off your meds. And, but I said, if you want to try it, go for it. And he now two years later can fully admit it was a bad decision and he was a hot mess. And that was, I mean, you were you were going back to school, but you were living you were living here at home with your family. Not much had really changed. Can you imagine if you had gone off your meds and gone to a deserted island in the middle of the ocean with strangers? I can I mean, I know how you were with me when you were off your meds. I, I can't imagine you being on a show like Survivor off your meds. And that, of course, is my fear that someone who really is a super fan would do something like that, would discontinue their meds, wean down, or God forbid, just stop taking them and lie and then just get, you know, to be on the show because people do, you know, crazy things. And I don't mean that in a slam, but to be on their favorite TV show, people yeah. do weird shit. People do weird shit for a free T-shirt from a radio station. So they'll do anything to be on a fucking TV show. OK, Um so with the, I mean, it's, 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 I think I would have been okay had I not gone back to school. I think because my mom had passed away, which was the big trauma that I saw coming from a, mil, a million miles away. And once I dealt with her dying and myself, I was cool. And that's why I weaned down. The problem was then I started my master's program. Yeah. And holy balls. Bad idea. I, that's what I said. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But you know, you're going to be working full time at the radio station going to school online full-time and keeping it a secret from everybody. I said, do you really think this is the best time to mix things up a little bit? Like, I'm, so. I'm all for YOLO and you only live once and stuff, but nah, that wasn't a good time. And I don't feel like going on Survivor and going off your meds would be a good idea either. So, yeah, shockingly, I ended up crashing um, that one week I was off the air. It's because I couldn't get out of bed. Uh, that's the reason why. My depression was on me like a wet blanket. And yes, I ended up back on meds and I've been back on my little SSRI, my antidepressant ever since. And I'm fine with that now. 
I don't think I'm in a place where I have this goal to get off them. I think for a while I did because it was a lot of psychology between that and the relationship with my mother. So now that I've become just best friends with my meds, I say, why can't I take these meds with me on to Survivor? I don't think you actually want to make a statement about mental health by going on Survivor. I think you want to go on for the weight. You want to go on the show for the weight loss. Just be honest. Well, that no, because you know what? Nothing's worse than um, one. You see people. Angry Pat. Yeah. No, you see people. Well, the whole show we all know is based off. It it should be called Hanger. That's what it's called. Not Survivor. It's Hanger. Everyone's just hangry. No, I hate that part because everyone gets all like survivor hot because you've dropped like 40 pounds on camera and then they cut back to the last show, which is live and you look fat as fuck because you've gone home and eaten everything and you're twice as big as you were. I hate that. That's the worst part of every season, every season. Unfortunately, you're actually probably still smaller than you were before you went on the show, but you look like you're 10 times bigger now because you're not, you don't have bones sticking out and stuff, you know? I mean, every season single season it's the same where like they go from those last couple episodes and then they boom go to the fast forward and you're like who oh that's who that is so you know i don't know i just feel like we're at a place in our society um where it could be a hook for them it could be a way for me to win a million dollars and to um take a stand for everyone out there that pops a a couple of pills every day just to keep themselves going. There's nothing fucking wrong with that. And no. you go you go to work every day after you take those meds. And let me and guess what? Sometimes work is damn more stressful than some of these episodes of Survivor I've seen. I've True. seen some some drama at workplaces. So we're already those of us who have mental health problems and are medicated for them. We already are surviving. We are survivors, and we're doing it in the real world on our meds. So why can't I go on that TV show and prove it? The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.